0: Dear listeners, this is Sports Turkey series, and today we will be speaking about a significantly important topic with a very distinguished guest. In the last couple of years, domestic and international crises, as well as economic downfall and the COVID-19 pandemic, occupied the political agenda. However, there is one neglected topic which threatens the future of Turkey, but also the world. Today's topic is climate change and the ecological crisis. And our guest is Gökçe Şencan, a climate and water policy researcher based in California. She is also a member of EME Movement in Turkey and one of the authors of EME Movement's latest report entitled Green Fair Transition Against Climate Crisis, Political Recommendations for Turkey. Gökçe, welcome to our podcast. It is a pleasure to have you here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Uh, First, I would like to start with the report. Uh, Could you please tell us uh, what are your main findings and what are your uh, main policy recommendations for Turkey regarding the climate change? Um,
1: So our report was a compilation of the policy solutions that were already crafted by other members of the academic communities. And we basically did a comprehensive literature research um uh, to come up with the best ideas that k- Turkey can implement to counter climate change. And our findings were um Turkey has to get on a decarbonization path uh as soon as possible uh with by making proper invest investments uh in its infrastructure, in its um agriculture, water management, um cities resilience. And we concluded that These are all achievable and they would also be um, economically feasible for Turkey. So it wouldn't be a burden, contrary to the popular belief in Turkey. It wouldn't be an economic burden. Um, Quite the opposite, actually. Turkey could build an economic development plan based on green solutions and achieve a green transition in a fair and just manner.
0: Could you please give us uh, some examples uh, of the uh, problems which Turkey face and uh, your recommendations?
1: Uh, yeah, so a few of the problems that will need significant investment is I can, for example, start with the decarbonization of the electric grid. Uh, at the moment, Turkey relies heavily on fossil fuels to uh, generate energy uh, for use in the country. and it, specifically relies heavily on coal and also in na- on natural gas. So um, coal is a very polluting um, fossil fuel. It's not clean at all. It's harmful to human health. It's harmful to the nature. It's harm. It's harmful to um, soil health, the air quality, the water quality. So not only does it exacerbate climate change, but also it causes a lot of harm. And this harm translates to, you know, spendings in health because then people start having complaints about lung problems or heart problems related to coal declining the air quality due to coal. And these are all economic burdens for Turkey as well as health burdens and, you know, environmental quality burdens. Um, On top of that, um, diesel... Burning cars and gas cars, gasoline burning cars, are very popular in Turkey, and there has not been a strong wave of electric vehicles that would enabled electrification of Turkey's transportation system. So another recommendation that we had was to um, basically phase out uh, petroleum burning cars and um, diesel cars from the streets. Just phase them out as soon as possible and replace them with either plug-in hybrid cars or electric vehicles. And this includes not only the personal vehicles, but also public transits like buses, metro buses that are especially popular in Istanbul. So it's a, it will be a complete transition.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: another... Should I should I go? Please go ahead. Yeah. Uh, one more thing I want to highlight is um, we also highlight especially in the economic development part, we highlight the importance of um, agricultural and rural policies. Um, Some rural regions in Turkey depend heavily on coal, so to achieve a just transition, uh, these regions will need to diversify their economic portfolio and the government has a big role to play in that. So they could introduce uh, renewable sectors, green sectors to these regions. So we can help the labor transition to a new um, sector from, away from coal and also help their development while also greening Turkey's um, infrastructure, electricity and car sector. Um, And there are also many risks related to climate change that are a threat to Turkey's um, agriculture at the moment, agricultural activities. So the government needs to heavily invest on climate-resilient agriculture efforts and also help the farmers financially so they can reduce their carbon footprints, um, they can raise crops that are suitable for climate change, and also uh, increase the number of farmers Uh, the amount of land that is farmed so Turkey can overcome some of its um, uh, food insecurity problems that is facing at the moment that can be seen in the high food prices.
0: Mm -hmm. Gökçe, even though for many years academics and researchers have been warning uh, governments about the ecological crisis and their effects, actually very few uh, seem to care the ongoing crisis. Why is that so? Uh, What is your take on the government's government's lack of policies regarding this very important crisis? Um,
1: So, to speak for Turkey, there are so many other factors that contribute to government's carelessness in other countries. But for Turkey, it's um, it's just, I believe it's short-sightedness and... The fact that a government's interests heavily vest on the coal industry, because um, many coal plants won the bids to be constructed by government's allies in the business sector, and if you look at you know who owns the coal mines and the coal um, coal powered power plants, you'll see that most of the names are as closely associated with Turkey's government. So I think it's a combination of just not caring. And believing that, you know, Turkey had a real little role to play in climate change because we're the 16th most, uh, the heaviest carbon polluter in the world. And also the fact that, you know, it's against the government's uh, interest in terms of business relationships. Um, so it's really unfortunate. Um, but I think there's great potential for any politician and honestly anyone who thinks they could... Um, govern this country better. And there's a huge gap here and there's a huge opportunity for other politicians to pay more attention to climate policies that will not only counter climate change, but also develop Turkey's economy towards a green uh, future. Mm
0: -hmm. Gökse, uh, could you please also tell us uh, what are the most urgent environmental problems in Turkey nowadays?
1: So Turkey, <laughs> Turkey faces so many environmental problems. Um, I'll start with the climate change and its impacts on Turkey. One is going to be, we'll see more extreme weather in Turkey in coming years. Uh, this could be longer and more severe heat waves, longer and more severe droughts. Uh, Heavier snowfall or rainfall that could lead to flash floods, especially in the Black Sea region. Uh, We'll see worsening um, forest fires depending on the season. It doesn't mean it's going to happen every year, but it will mean if it's going to happen, then it's going to happen more severely than it happened before. Uh, Like this past year when we saw just awful And really huge forest fires in Turkey. And on top of this, we also see that we're losing our forests to business and development projects like lumber, timber, um, clearing of forest for real estate development. So the government does not do a good job of protecting the environment. Also, we see degradation in the marine life quality, um, as you can see from the sea sea snot crisis that Turkey faced um, in the summer of last year. And I will name these as the most urgent environmental problems. I mean, there's so many of them and they're all urgent. So a lot to work for Turkey.
0: I mean, indeed, the future is not very promising, promising and the effects of this crisis will be felt heavily in a very near future. But we always talk about governments and their failures regarding the environmental policies. But what uh, should ordinary citizens do regarding the environmental uh, crisis and also the climate change?
1: So I think ordinary citizens should advocate their um, local governments and their central governments to be better advocates of climate policies that will benefit The citizens themselves but also the nature and the health of of uh the earth um so i'm not i'm not a huge supporter of individual climate action like you know recycle more or don't drive or um fly less because those um solutions reduce the responsibility of climate change to individuals whereas we when we look at the system of the world we see that there are many many intertwined interests that have led people to have very carbon-heavy lifestyles. So it's hard and I think unfair to ask people to change their own lifestyles, to change the world, because it's not going to have much of an effect if one person reduces their carbon footprint. What we need is a systemic change, and the citizens should understand this better and advocate their policymakers and their politicians to lead a systems change instead of just asking people to change their own behaviors at a very individual level um, they should you know organize better they should um, they should ask their politicians to stay informed about climate change because I don't think politicians in Turkey know much about um, climate change or effective climate policies either that was part of the reason we released this report because we saw a lack of information <clears throat> that was easily accessible by policymakers in Turkey um and yeah i think talking about talking about it more especially on social media uh asking their governments demanding their politicians to um listen to the experts and just you know keeping it in turkey's daily agenda policy agenda or um political discussions that climate change is important and it should be emphasized in any policy discussion i think those mm-hmm. are some of the things that citizens
0: can Uh, do. Yeah, Gökçe, we talk about domestic level and also what people should do, but my last question will be to you uh, what should be done in international level? What will be the global response to the environmental uh, crisis? Because uh, Turkey faces many problems, but uh, other countries in the region also faces similar problems and we can see the problems in all around the world. So what should be the response in international level?
1: at the international level i'm it's just disheartening to see uh that many governments let the fossil fuel industry have a heavy influence on their policy making and i think that's unfortunate and i'm i'm actually thinking of the united states uh when i say this um in europe the situation may be different i'm not super informed about how climate policy is going in Europe. They seem to have a more uh, ambitious agenda. But one problem is none of the things that we're doing are fast enough to drive down our carbon emissions. We have to start setting ourselves on a, a carb- decarbonization pathway. And yet every single year we see either increasing m- emissions or uh, emissions that just stay at the same level, which is way too high right now. So we need to achieve decarbonization faster. We have to deploy solar and wind energy a lot faster, but also for the rest of the world, we have to acknowledge that this is a problem that was mostly created by the uh, developed countries, um, namely Western countries, You know, the United States, um China is catching up to the United States with its really high emissions in the last few decades, uh, European countries, um, Russia. So at some point, we have to accept that the main responsibility of decarbonization and also funding the decarbonization efforts around the world lies with those countries. And um, it's just... I think there's just there's need for better financial mechanisms. The UN tried to create a few um, funding mechanisms within itself, like the Green Climate Fund, but it's really underfunded. Um, it's achieved some nice projects so far, but there isn't just not enough money to help all the countries who have to, you know, uh, build resilience against climate change. So we need better financial instruments at the international level that will not per- put the burden on other countries. And it will be fair. It won't be high interest. Its goal will not be to make, you know, turn around profit. So we just need some, fin- some more financial mechanisms that will not be predatory loaning or lending. Um, so those are my thoughts.
0: Thank you very much Gökçe. I must tell you that you enlightened me and also our listeners. Uh, thank you very much for being us today.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for having me.
0: Uh, dear listeners, today we had Gökçe Şenjan at Phoenix Fenixpot Turkey series and we discuss about the climate change and the ecological crisis over a very timely and important report published by Ema Movement.